Welcome to Dear Thursday, spiritual advice for a modern life, or as we like to think of it, Dear Abby meets psychic reading. This is episode one with Hayden, Lillis, and myself, Emily. So we would love to hear your questions. Don't think too much about how or what you should ask. Just go with your gut on this. Maybe it's about a relationship. Maybe it's about your future and whether you are living the life you should be living. Put it out into the universe via hellodearthursday at gmail.com and we will meditate on it and connect with all those beautiful universal energies and provide you with an answer. Dear Thursday, I'm involved with a man and we've been together for six years. In the last two years, however, he has lost complete interest in me sexually. What am I to read into this? He says he can't explain it and has even had a medical checkup. We are both middle-aged and is none the wiser. I think it's because first he lost intellectual interest in me and now sexual interest. I also wonder if it's because I've put on 15 kilograms. Can you help me to shed some light on this? So gratefully yours, DCA. So we just sat in a quick meditation to connect in with DCA and the message she sent through. DCA, my first understanding of this is that in November 2017, you went through a bit of a change where there was a little bump in the road. I'm not entirely sure what that was, but I do feel like it was family related. What's happened though is that you've transitioned into a new version of yourself, but you didn't know who that new version was. And I feel like you're still working that new version out. So my guidance would be, Work out what happened in November 2017 and offer yourself a process to clear it and resolve it. And then set yourself up with a resolution to nourish and develop and further deepen that relationship to yourself. I believe that's when your relationship with your partner will reconnect and that you'll build the attraction in a new way. But it's who you are now and how are you attracted to your own self and how do you express that new version of yourself? And that's when you'll have clarity on your relationship and how to move forward. So until you do that, it'll feel a bit stagnant, but once you get that new connection to yourself and you really understand your new likes and your dislikes, that's when you'll be able to meet your partner or your new partner in that intimate way. Wow, Hayden, I found that fascinating. So when I sat in that meditation, I saw a plant. It was in the center of the home. However, it looked a little undernourished, as though it needed fertilizer, sunshine, and water. What this represents to me, and I think it's true for many people, the need to reconnect, the need to nourish ourselves. This might be as simple as stepping outside into the sunshine, drinking a cup of tea, going for a walk, but essentially it's the habit of self-care. Yes. Can I just say, Emily and Hayden, yes, yes, yes. That was amazing. I love all of that self-nourishment and self-care that's coming through. But can I also just say, let's go to that point about not just potentially connecting with your current partner, but the opportunity that there might actually be a new partner out there once you do that self-work and you reconnect and nourish yourself. Yes. Today's deep dive is meditation. We thought we'd start here because it's more or less how Hayden, Emily and I came to know each other so well via a meditation group that Hayden set up. But at the end of the day, the reality is that we all come to meditation in our own way. So let's start there. 
So, Em, when did you start your meditation practice? I started my meditation when I was sick. I had an autoimmune disorder, so my body was always screaming at me. I don't know what was happening, but all I knew is I needed to center myself and really go through the process. The only way I could do that, I knew that I needed to quiet my mind. So it allowed me to go in. It allowed me to be quiet and experience this process and let the healing start. I knew my body was just trying to tell me I need to stop and center. Em, you mentioned meditation provided a healing process for you. How did this come about? I just ran into a bunch of people. I was extremely lucky. Universe guided me. I now know. Um, I met someone um, who was my osteopath at the time. She would just guide me and it started really gentle. It was like she was that little angel on my my shoulder who would just chat to me and was like, have you thought about doing this and have you done this? And I then got directed in the direction of a kinesiologist at some point, which really brought me into the healing process. But my process of in between, I was meditating. I was closing like myself off from all the stress in my life. I worried about my finances. I was worried about, you know, stressful relationships. I didn't have any boundaries with people. It was, it was really stressing me out and causing my body to scream in pain. So what I would do is I would just sit there and I would like, okay, my body's overwhelmed today. What am I doing? Whatever am I feeling it? So I'd go in and I would take a few deep breaths. And as I breathed in, I would send like a ball of light to where it was hurting the most that day, where it was really aching, where I was finding it was really hard to function. And I would just breathe in and I'd let the air spread that further into my body and as time would pass it would start to heal the ache and I would then exhale that smoke can you tell me a little bit more about what you mean by a ball of light that ball of light that goes in and it warms the body it doesn't just go in you know I don't just visualize it I could physically feel it it would spread and it would like touch and heal as it went and it would press on the parts of me that were really screaming at me that day that that day I was not dealing well with my chest or I couldn't deal with my aching in my joints and it would sit there and the light and color would change I slowly started to recognize that this had to do with emotions at the time which is um, a very big factor and and I still do this in all my meditations now Um, And then I'd eventually just take that, when I take that last exhale and come out of my meditation, it would come out of me like a visual of smoke. Do you feel like your meditation process inspired thoughts and dialogues within your own mind that has changed your path and the journey that you're currently on? 100%. I would not be here if I did not meditate, like in the sense that I wouldn't be healthy I was practically bedridden I lied on the couch all day I couldn't function I didn't have nothing in my life with health it was healthy I didn't have a good relationship with food I didn't know how to communicate and express my emotions or my needs Um, and that was just brought in by meditation and it's the journey to being who I am today in my head, when I'm listening to the conversations about meditation, and I meditate as well. I guess I, I guess I want to. I don't know. I, if there's a part of me that says meditation is an amazing, powerful tool, but it it 
will work, well, the universe will work however it's meant to work. So that if you go and do your meditation, I don't know that you should expect or not expect that you're going to get some particular outcome from it. Um, everybody's going to have a unique and individual experience. So you might actually find that miracles occur during that meditation. Um, miracles might occur and you may not even be aware that they've occurred, I guess, is the other thing. And sometimes there are just things I believe, and this is my belief system, that everything we're given in life, we're given for a reason. And when we have taken that on and we've learned and we've grown and we've moved on, elevated to the next level, then we usually let that go and we go forward. But it might not be in this lifetime. That's my belief system. So I guess the two things I want to say was meditation, unbelievably, I mean, the science is already proving that it has a positive impact and um, if you're spiritual at all, then you probably believe also that it has um, a miraculous impact. But I also, there's a part of me that says, don't just stop going to your kinesiologist, your, um, your doctor, your osteopath. All of those things are still really important. What we're talking about here is how can you integrate meditation into your life so that you are, I guess, experiencing doing something holistic. So I mean, you know, we talk, we'll talk later about essential oils and herbs and a whole range of things that I think are deliciously beautiful and value add. Um, and this is just one aspect of that. So I guess what I'm thinking is I don't want somebody out there listening. Well, I have chronic fatigue and it hasn't helped me. I meditate every day. I think keep doing those beautiful meditations and trust that they're working their magic on you. Uh, but everybody's experience will be different. And that's great, Lil. Um, I 100% agree. And when I say that it was part of my healing process, it was something that it was from a lot of stress. Um, and I did a lot of other things. Like I did see doctors. I went and got proper tests. I did all the gut health stuff. I looked at my minerals. I looked at everything. Um, and I did go through like a radical diet change. I went on one of those crazy restriction diets and all those things. Um, so meditation and my spirituality, I think was the thing that grounded me mm. in being able to do those things. Um, and I, I agree, always, always talk to your doctor, always talk to your practitioners and tune in with your body. And how awesome if you can also find a GP or practitioners out there who treat your body, mind, spirit as a holistic thing. So they, they encourage you, as yours did, to actually try meditation. Because I think that's the key, not just looking at it from one angle, but actually coming at it from all angles. And we know that our mental and emotional and spiritual well-being affects our physical well-being. There's also science to that. So Lil, what's your meditation experience been like? And where did you start? Actually, I have to be really honest and say I struggled with meditation for a long time, particularly group meditations. Because I'm quite sensitive, I pick up on other people's meditative images and I found that quite distracting. So um, for a while, meditation in a group context was a no-no for me. But fortunately, my journey to actually meditating in a constructive and impactful way started with my mum when I, at a very young age. So she had something that she called her quiet time where every single day at the same time she would go to her room, close the door. And seriously, unless you were bleeding out, you did not interrupt that meditation because she would go to a very, very deep place. And so I think 
her view was that it, it was potentially harmful spiritually to be jarred out of that deep meditation uh, process. So I learned through that the value in taking time for myself and in mindfulness from a very young age. And so I just started to build into my daily practice whether it was five minutes or whether it was longer, just a moment where I took that, as she called it, her quiet time. Then later on, I got into um, guided meditations, actually through Deepak and Oprah's 21-day meditation process, which are free and regular, and you just sign up and download them, and they're delightful. Um, And then... That helped me understand the power and purpose of mantras in meditations to just kind of bring together any scattered thoughts you might have and really ground you throughout the process. Ah, love that, Lil. So, Hayden, how did you get into meditation and what has it done for you? I guess the start of my meditation process was when I was 17 years old and I started having my psychic and mediumship experiences. These included loved ones who were coming through and giving me messages, as well as three really strong and clear premonitions that came true within the next three months. This process actually really scared me, and so I went and saw an intuitive on the recommendation of a friend, and they told me that meditation would provide me with the protection and the understanding that I required in order to do that work. So what did meditation then mean for you when it came to your mediumship skills? For me being really creative, I found my mind would wander and go in so many different areas. And I actually had a lot of experiences where I was providing people with information that was my own because I hadn't stopped to listen to what my messages were and what I needed to hear. So as soon as I started meditating for my own practice and and for myself, I started getting my messages. I started listening to my body. I started listening to what the universe wanted to tell me about my life. And then that provided me with the I guess the mental clarity and the headspace to then sit and meditate and provide psychic and mediumship guidance for other people moving forward. Hayden, can we just go back to that part where you talked about the intuitive, talking about meditation as a form of protection for you. And can you just unpack that for me and tell me how it manifested? So I guess my understanding of protection and when it comes to meditation is there's so many thoughts out there. There are so many energies and the universe is so vast But what meditation did for me was I was able to connect into what thoughts are negative that generate a negative outcome or that generate some form of negative manifestation. It could be fear-based or anxiety-based. And what are the loving thoughts that are coming through? And how can I tune into those thoughts and those processes and those emotions more regularly and more frequently? And then that's when I started to manifest and generate and create positive experiences and loving experiences and loving manifestations. So to me, meditation has been a support for my protection in the way that I'm able to track my thoughts and emotions and feelings so much better. And because I'm so sensitive to energy, but so is everyone else, um, because there is that sensitivity to energy, I'm able to filter it better. I'm able to choose what I bring into my life and choose what I allow in my space and what I choose to move out of my space or push away in a loving way, um, but what I choose to remove from, from, from the energy. So I've got a question for both of you. What's your favorite meditation practice? 
So my favorite meditation process, it's called the karmic cleanse. So it's basically you're looking at three different levels of meditation. It's a visualization. I just want to check. It doesn't involve juices, right? Juices? Yeah. Oh, karmic cleanse. I get it. (laughs) No. So So basically the karmic cleanse is in your heart and in your mind, create a sankalpa, which is an intention to clear something, to clear a particular negative suffering negative experience within yourself and within others you could look at that as being anger for example just as a common theme for a lot of people so you take that sankalpa and you look at the first level and the first level is on yourself so where does that anger live within your body and what you do is you visualize breathing black or gray smoke from that area into your heart you see it transform into loving white light and then you exhale and then you offer it to that energy where then you offer that energy to where it exists within your body or mind. The second level of that process is you see that anger and that suffering that exists within someone else and you can see it within the whole being but you see it as that black or gray smoke again. You inhale that into your heart You let it transform and then you exhale that loving light back to that person. So you can do both of these processes for a couple of minutes. And then the last level is you take that to the entire world and you breathe in that suffering, that anger, that whatever has created that anger, you remove that suffering in the form of that black or gray smoke. You bring it into your heart, you transform it there. And as you exhale, you breathe that loving white light and that clear smoke into those people. Oh yeah, Hayden, I love that. It's delicious. Okay, so Em, tell me. My favorite meditation process is when I visualize. So for example, it's a sunflower. I will sit there and my mind is just racing. I can't stop thinking about all the crazy things that are happening in my life at the moment. So I pick an image like a sunflower and I think about it and I just focus on that sunflower. I breathe in its beautiful warmth, its color, its energy. And every time a thought comes in, I just go, no, what's the sunflower doing? What's the sunflower feeling? And I breathe in again. And as this goes on, the more I focus on the sunflower, the more the thoughts go away, the deeper the meditation. That is my favorite meditation. And Lil, what's your favorite meditation? So a couple of years ago, I actually developed a meditation practice that I call Kegels for the Soul. And if you don't know what Kegels are, they are the exercises, pelvic floor exercises that all women and men should be doing on a daily basis. And obviously Kegels for the Soul being that we should be doing exercises that strengthen our connection to our soul on a daily basis as well. So I was on a business trip and when I look back at that moment, I realized it wasn't that I was in the midst of a monumental crisis of any kind, but rather the peak of a collection of experiences and the result of which that my narrative was skewed towards a deficit state. So I was hungering for a rewrite and as soon as I started to acknowledge that, the universe delivered. So it's about using the uh, reference of I am, to anchor into what I believe are our extant states of being that exist within us at all times and acknowledging that we have deep reservoirs of states of being such as hope and love and peace and joy. So all I do is I take five deep breaths and on the in-breath, I 
use the I am and on the out breath I pick a state of being in which I feel that I'm not really connected to or that I just need to remind myself about. So at the moment it's hope because there's so much going on in the world that I just feel I need to anchor back to that extant state of hope that exists within me. So I just think I am hope and I just do that five times. It's accessible, you can do it anywhere at any time and I always feel refreshed and grounded afterwards. You've been listening to Dear Thursday with Hayden, Lilith, and myself, Emily. If you'd like to ask the universe a question, send it to us at hellodearthursday at gmail.com.